it's Ronnie Davis, and you're listening to Eating More, the place to be if you want to learn how to stop eating in ways that make you feel like crap, if you want to end the weight and food war, and start reimagining healthy eating and living. We'll show you how to change your mind, your food world, and your life with less doing and more being. Hi, and welcome. I'm joined today by my lovely Holly. If you've been following me for a while, you've probably been getting to know Holly already. She's joined me a few times in the past, and so I'm excited that she's back again today for another conversation. Today, we're going to talk about food rules. Yes. Rules, all the rules we put around food, where they come from, what they do to us, why we create them in the first place, and what happens when we release them. So hi, Holly, welcome. Thanks for joining. Hi, thank you very much for having me. Hmm. I'm excited you're here. So let's dive right in. What? Tell me some of the rules you had around food. And I know that we'll just, we'll just touch on the basics because I know we could be here all day. <laughs> Oh yes. So what are some of the biggest rules you had around food? Um, I mean, for starters, every, every kind of food had a rule, um, Mm. but the main ones for me were, you know, um, no carbohydrates or limited Mm. carbohydrates, um, not eating too late of an evening, not eating when I wake up to do my fasted uh, cardio, for example, or eating straight away. So I don't, reduce muscle mass, um, you know, the good food, the bad food, not eating sugar was a massive one for me and checking sugar in everything, even fruit. If there was too much sugar in the fruit and having a certain amount of protein, mm. uh, then sometimes I'd go through phases where it, I'd go through a, a vegan phase or a vegetarian phase <laughs> where I'd have to get my protein from different sources. I'd have to have a certain amount of protein shakes. Um, yeah. I mean, just to name a few. One of the things I used to do, you talked about not eating in the morning and, and yeah, I mean, fasted cardio I did for a long time, but one of the things that I would do in the morning, um, kind of purposely, but not really purposely, but more just out of fear was just try not to eat because I knew it was like when I would get up in the morning, I felt like the second that I start to eat. I'm not going to be able to stop. It's going to be like a runaway train. And so I would be terrified to start eating and I would try to put it off until as late in the day as I could to, Mm -hmm. you know, protect myself, I guess, from that runaway train. Did you, did you experience that too? Oh yeah. I feel that completely. Or I'd allow myself, you know, one black coffee Mm -hmm. um, to get me through to lunch and then I could save all of my calories up until um, lunch and, and dinner. Yeah. Or an amino acid drink. I would take amino acids or something in the morning. Yeah. With cardio usually, but then more after yeah. that uh, or anything to try to, you know, fill up my belly so that it wasn't growling. Cause I was so desperately trying to not eat yet. Um, yeah. And also, you know, anything that had sweetener in it as opposed to sugar, because it was calorie free, that was a, mm. a go-to for me. Oh yeah. 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 Same. Um, and, um, the sugar, I, uh, I, and I was the same with sugar because I was completely convinced that I was a sugar addict, completely convinced I was an, addicted to sugar. And so I would do everything that I possibly could to either, you know, like detox or just whatever, like not eat the sugar. 
um, to the point that like, I actually wrote articles on how unhealthy it was. Like I literally researched everything that I could possibly find about sugar so that I could try to scare myself into not ever wanting it again. Um, yeah. And then, you know, wrote articles and everything about it did not work. <laughs> no. Never worked. Somehow it never worked. Um, yeah. And, and the I mean, low carb thing too, same. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on what I was, uh, my aim was that week. So maybe it was low carb or no sugar. I would actively go through my social accounts and look for accounts that promoted that so that it was there mm-hmm. everywhere. I saw it. I researched just like you said. Inspiration. Find, um <laughs> yeah to find inspiration <laughs> to quit this this terrible demon of mine. yeah yeah the yeah. demon that is sugar or even yeah. just food in general after a while it was just food in general just whatever I could get my hands on after a while yeah. um yeah and the carbs thing I I you know obviously I did for a while too of course with me once I started training um the competition team that I was on when I was doing the bodybuilding when I was training with team bombshell um they weren't necessarily against carbs. Luckily they, they actually did promote like balanced, but it was like clean. Yeah. Right. It was, it was quote clean eating and it was, you know, like five meals, like no joke, five meals a day, mm-hmm. the tiny meals, balanced meals for sure. Yeah. Right. They're, they were balanced um, and not, inherently unhealthy on their own because they were balanced. They didn't, you know, eliminate food groups per se, but if it wasn't on your plan, it didn't go in your mouth. (laughs) And I mean, I remember having meals that had like six blueberries. It's crazy, right? You know, the, whatever else was, you know, the eggs and the oats or whatever, and like six blueberries. And so like that particular one didn't necessarily, like I said, eliminate food groups entirely. And admittedly, when I could follow it physically, I would feel great. So that just reinforces, mm-hmm. right? When you, when you quote, follow the rules, uh, it reinforces, oh, well, yeah, this is the right thing to do, right? Yeah, my body's responding in the best way I feel. Absolutely <laughs> yeah, I amazing. Feel amazing. Life is yeah, phenomenal. Sure. And everybody thinks I'm amazing because look how good I am at following the plan. <laughs> yeah. That's it. I mean, I can't eat until, you know, my three to four hour window, but <laughs> Hey, when I get there, I feel really good. And I can only have six blueberries, but this is yeah. great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And everything outside of, um, anything and everything that wasn't necessarily quote on plan or that wasn't quote clean was poison, toxic mm-hmm. chemicals, unhealthy, yeah. bad, killing you, right. Demons especially causing anxiety, causing stress, causing all manner of things, depression. And yeah. Yeah. So that's the thing, right? We're always told that if we eat these foods, they're going to contribute to, well, they're going to contribute to weight. They make you fat. They make you sick. They make you depressed. They make you anxious. They make you, and they, they'll list all of these, the they make you inflamed and they, they list all of these things that they tell you, you know, happens because you're eating all these quote bad things, but Let's talk, shall we, instead <laughs> about the effects of trying to follow the rules and not eat those things that everybody says are so bad. What were some of the things that, uh... so first of all, how did it make you feel? So 
following the rules, I felt great. I felt really good. Like I was a really good person because I was following the rules that were set to me. I felt good because I was doing as I was told. Yeah. I suppose that goes back to, you know, being a child and, and being praised when you do something good. Yeah. Want to be accepted. Uh, You want to be validated. Yeah. And usually it was part of a group thing. So whatever Mm -hmm. diet you were following, you're part of a group, whether it be on Facebook. Oh yeah, they're very tribal. Yeah, exactly. You're part of it. You're in, Mm -hmm. um, you have to wait for the next, the next gate so you can get in and and be in with that crowd. Um, So initially brilliant, Mm. but the second I slipped up, wow, I was a bad person, a terrible person, a horrible person, disgusting, all the names, you you know, all the negative words you can think of. I called myself maybe because I had a piece of chocolate, Mm. Um, but we all know it doesn't just stop with a piece of chocolate because yeah. I've, I'm, I'm telling myself over and over again how bad I am and yeah it, it leads to a full-blown binge mm. um so yeah initially I felt great and then very quickly actually sometimes for, for longer periods of time mm-hmm. um but then I felt terrible yeah well, yeah because sometimes when you when you when you kind of first start one there's that honeymoon phase right where this is so easy I feel so amazing I'm so motivated <laughs> so yeah. I always think of it as like a little bit of a honeymoon phase and and the length of that can vary term depending on the person and and whatever is driving yeah. them to do it right and so yeah you feel amazing um yeah but slowly <laughs> or not so slowly sometimes that starts to shift and then yeah, it's, um, you know, you start thinking of the things you can't have, mm-hmm. trying so very hard not to have them. Yeah. Right. And for me, it was almost like the harder that I tried to not have the things that I thought I wasn't supposed to have, the more obsessed with having those things I felt. Yeah. Right. Which felt stressful as hell, mm-hmm. right? Because it's always like white knuckling, right? White knuckling, white knuckling, white knuckling, white knuckling until you finally cave. So there's all of the stress that goes into that white knuckling period when you're just trying to hold on for everything you can, right? That's all stress. How come nobody ever talks about that when they talk about food anxiety, right? <laughs> So there's all of that stress of just desperately trying to hold on to the, whatever plan you're supposed to follow or trying to force yourself to eat the thing you're supposed to eat. And then as you discussed, as you talked about, there's also what happens after when you can't hold on anymore. Yeah. And it's also over a period of time, the rules become more and more obsessive. So I was on a particular plan where you could choose your meals according to a certain set of rules. But I would get to the point where if I was choosing my carb, I'd go for a broccoli because it had the least amount of calories. Even if I was allowed to have maybe some bread or something, mm-hmm. I would obsess so much that I would go for the one with the least calories or the least carbohydrates because mm-hmm. you feel like you're even better. You're even yeah. better behaved if you choose the one with the less calories because it's more nutritious, right? Yeah, it's the best one. Yeah. So if that, <laughs> if I'm choosing the best food, I, I must be the best. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's super hard. Don't... And it, yeah. And you said um, the impacts of that in terms of anxiety, going to the shops is a night was a nightmare for me because I had to remember all these rules. I didn't want to be following the rules. 
well part of me didn't at least mm-hmm. yeah um so the stress I would feel about planning the shop being at the shop and, and and leaving the shop have I made the right choices oh it was horrible yeah yeah just wandering around looking at all the stuff that you wanted but you felt like you couldn't have and so then there's the negotiating well I really want that but I shouldn't but or should yeah. I can I sneak it in can I have a cheat day right mm-hmm. so there's the all the all the negotiating in the in the store and um and that feels horrible doesn't that feel horrible it's horrible yeah it's because eating is a big part of your life we have to do it to survive and placing all these rules around what food you can eat and what food you're depriving yourself of it's it's not a nice place to be and it takes over your life every waking minute every waking minute I mean I would get to the point where I was dreaming about food yeah and from the second that I my I would wake up in the morning I would be trying to figure out and plan and negotiate with myself how I was going to manage to be good today Mm -hmm. and follow the rules I yeah sorry or what I could do so that I could have a chocolate bar or or, oh yeah that was the other thing too yeah how I could sneak it in Uh, yeah yeah extra thing I could do yeah that's it and and knowing in the back of my mind that if I did let my have myself have just that little bit, then I'd have a whole lot more than just a little bit. So there's yeah. also that battle as well. Fear. And all, yeah, the fear. And it was all because of the rules, all because constant, of the rules. Constant, constant debilitating fear around yeah. food. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, I've discussed with you a little bit before, I suffered really bad with uh, psoriasis and mm. um, the restriction really for me um really started when I eliminated certain food groups in order to see if it affected my skin and Mm. and what have you but what I actually found was the stress that I was putting myself under about being the the slimmest and the healthiest and eliminating all these foods and what to avoid that was making my skin worse you know it was making a, a condition that I hated worse because I was so stressed about it yeah um yeah I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because I remember when you started you were complaining about the psoriasis and Ugh. you know even when you started with me you were you were still just very much in that place no like I have to eat this certain way or my psoriasis acts up right it gets so bad when I don't eat this perfect way mm-hmm. and I was I remember sort of yeah. saying to you like is it really the food that's doing it or is it the stress over the food and and you commented, I think just yesterday or the day before that your psoriasis is, is better now, but you have a little bit of sugar, you know, what now, maybe a little bit every day kind of a thing, but the psoriasis is actually better. Yeah. The you stress know, isn't there. Yeah. And even when I first started the program, when you, we went through the whole, you know, even you have a binge or you overeat, just be kind to yourself, just be nice, just stop putting yourself under so much pressure. Mm. Even when I started doing that and I was binging on a lot of sugar at one point, Mm -hmm. my skin was getting better because I was being kinder to myself. I was accepting that something had happened. Yes, okay, I was stressed in that moment, but I wasn't holding on to the stress. I was letting it go. And that, there was an improvement there. So just getting rid of the rules and just trusting myself and accepting that, hey, we all make mistakes. Mm. And actually it's not a mistake because we can learn from it. Yeah. Um, you know, that helped in itself. And then, mm. yeah, now I, if I want to eat something, I'll, I'll eat it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, 
I love that because, and literally just the other day, like, I don't remember what day, but just, just the other day, I remember, um, I was on social somewhere and I saw some, somebody post something about things that make anxiety worse. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that was listed was, um, sugar. And I yeah. just, every time I see something like that, I just want to shake the person saying it because bullshit. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Okay. Sure. Fine. Yes, absolutely. Sugar has some impacts on, on our health and whatever else, but the reality is the anxiety, the majority of the anxiety that's being caused by eating those things are coming from the things that we're saying to ourselves about the fact that we're eating them, the rules that we had, that we have placed around them. And the fact that idiots like this person sharing this thing are telling everybody and like I used to, admittedly, I did, I did it too. Cause of course I wanted to scare myself away from sugar, but it's Yay. all of the fear mongering and messaging saying that it's so bad for you. And it's causing all of these horrible things and you have to stop eating it. Right. Like you thought for years that the sugar was causing the psoriasis, but it, it yeah. was the stress around the sugar and stress does so many other negative. It has so many other negative impacts on our health beyond just psoriasis. Right. And so I love that, that you've noticed that psoriasis clearing up. And I've talked about this before with another client too, because I remember just recently I had a client who, you know, after going through it, talked about her food intolerances improving Mm -hmm. and that she was now all magically not intolerant to a lot of the foods that she thought she couldn't eat before because of the stress of the food rules, like all of the ways that we try to avoid the things that everybody tells us are so bad. And then mm-hmm. the consequences of that avoidance and the, w- the things that we say to ourselves as a result, right? And the way we treat ourselves after we eat those things causes so much stress, anxiety, depression, self-loathing, right? Relate to any yeah. of that? Oh, no, 100%. Absolutely. Because if somebody puts up a poster saying... Um, sugar for example causes anxiety or it worsens your skin it gives you spots it makes your hair greasy what one of the millions of things that i've read um you're automatically going to stop eating that thing well you're going to try to stop eating it you're going to try yeah you're then restricting yourself and obviously you're then going to eat more of it because you're restricting and one thing i did notice well, not only do you eat more of it, but you, bl- but then when you do feel anxious or you have any of the consequences, then you blame yourself. It's yeah. my fault. Cause I screwed up and ate the sugar. Yeah. No, sweetheart. <laughs> Sorry. You and the thing is with the restricting, I, I know that when I was walking around the shops and I was looking at all these things that I, c- I couldn't eat because of the rules, whether it be to do with my skin or I was trying to lose weight or mm-hmm. I was trying to maintain my abs. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was, I didn't actually want the things. I only mm. wanted them because somebody told me that I shouldn't have them. That's yeah. why I wanted them. Because nobody really wants to eat a, you know, a multi-pack of uh, crisps or chocolate yeah. or whatever. But because it's been restricted and somebody told me I shouldn't, in my mind, I go, yeah, but I really want it. I really want it now. I have you to have it now. To have it. Yeah, it's that part of the brain, right? That I've talked about so much that just freaks out over the thought of starving to death kind of thing. Absolutely. That, that yeah. fear mode, isn't it? 
the fear is not going to be there. I don't really want it. But if I don't have it now, I might never be able to have it again. It's so much, it's, first of all, it's fear of eating the thing that somebody else has told us is bad, right? So we live with that fear every day. When we're living with food rules, we're living with fear of food. Mm -hmm. Fear is not healthy. Like living with chronic fear is not healthy. Um, So you're living with fear over the rules, Mm -hmm. fear over slipping up right? Because there's the, even if you're following the plan, there's that nagging feeling under there that just keeps saying, eventually you're going to screw this up, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. So there's that fear. There's fear when you, when you do screw, quote, screw up, right? Because then all of a sudden, oh, well, there, see, I knew it. Now I'm going to gain weight. I'm going to be unhealthy. My skin is going to act up. I'm going to be sick. I'm going to get, you know, disease and all of this other stuff. Uh, a fear of not being able to stop eating. That was a legitimate fear of mine for a very long time. Like, am I ever going to just stop eating? Like I, I would feel yeah. like I don't know how to stop. No. Once I was, you, in, you, so it was you, just all fear. Yeah. You just walk around the kitchen, finding things to eat. And I know, especially if I'd been restricting for quite some time because of these rules that I'd placed on myself, I would binge on anything, even if it wasn't the chocolate or the sweets, because I wouldn't have them in the house anyway. As long as it was a carb. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I never did it on bananas or broccoli. Go figure, right? No, never on broccoli. (laughs) Had to be a carb. Or something, something processed really, right? Like something that somebody somewhere has said is bad. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Yeah. 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 But the, the, the sugar, the sugar one, I think we discussed the other day is massive. The, the last 10 years or so people saying how bad sugar is and that's caused a huge amount of anxiety. And a lot of my rules were based around the sugar content of anything. Yeah. Mine too, for sure. Um, you know, once the fear mongering really started, like for me, it started with carbs and then it moved to sugar when the fear mongering really, you know, really started getting, you know, down and dirty with the fear mongering around sugar for me really made me afraid of sugar. And the harder that I tried to not eat it, the more addicted to it I felt. And so that reinforced that feeling for me. And so then there was the fear of, you know, how do I ever get over this addiction? Yeah. Because they also say, because they also class yourself as an addict, don't you? Well, you do because they tell you, you are. Yeah. Right. They tell you that you are, and they tell you that the only way to fix it is to, to stop having it. Mm -hmm. Right. Abstinence. You have to stop because the more you, the more of it you have, the more of it you want. Well, but the more of it you have, the more of it you want only applies if you've been trying to restrict it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? But nobody, nobody tells you that. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. And when right. they talk about sugar causing anxiety, nobody talks about how much anxiety is caused by the fact that you're trying so hard to not eat it and how scared of it you are and yeah. how badly you feel about yourself and blame yourself when you actually do end up caving and eating it, which always eventually happens right yeah for sure and and you know even if you I used to trick myself another conversation we've had um I would say I'm gonna have some soup with loads of vegetables in because soup's super good for you it's full of nutrients 
And actually, I was just having the soup because I wanted the bread. Yeah. I justify having bread if I had some soup with it. I just wanted the bread. It was just, it was almost like I'm looking for reasons to get around these rules so that I can have the bread. I well, even because the when, well, yeah, because when you're trying to, to live by food rules and all of the fear that comes with that, you, you're looking, you're constantly looking for any justification, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, you know, my sister's cousin's best friend's daughter's birthday today. I should have some cake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Any justification whatsoever to, to, to have the thing that, that just, that you just want, or, or at least think that you want, or the thing that you're trying to restrict. Right. Yeah. Um, And it's so, it's so frustrating that for so long, we spent a huge amount of time with numerous rules for each food type, even, you know, the whole brown pasta versus white pasta. Yeah. I don't like brown pasta. I no. like white pasta. Yeah. But I spent years eating brown pasta. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, yeah. We should, we can choose what we want to eat. We have oh, a preference of not food even the brown pasta, but the spaghetti squash pasta, trying to convince myself that that was good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm, like, screw off. Vegetables are not pasta. <laughs> Yeah, I can have some veg with the pasta, but I just want the pasta. Yeah, exactly. It it's yeah. I mean, looking back, it's it it seems you know. It, it, looking back now that I'm so far removed from it, it's it's easier for me to laugh about it. But it very much was not even a little bit funny. It was so 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 unhealthy, and it it happens in the name of health. Yeah, for it really part, and it's, right? yeah, and I'm not that. It's, it's not been that long that I've been able mm. to um, see these rules because you can't always see them. And no, because you're just you're just doing what everybody says you're supposed to do, so you don't see it, and and you you know you're just trying to do what you're told. What you just you're just trying to do what you're supposed to do to be healthy. Yeah, and we're surrounded by you know advertisements and people. Yeah, we're surrounded by people that tell us these are the rules to follow, and I think naturally as humans we. We like a set of rules, don't we? Mm. We like a to-do list, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, when I was a trainer, yeah. one of the things that I used to hear from clients often was, uh, I just want someone to tell me what to eat so I don't have to think about it. Yeah. And that's what we think, right? We think if I just if I just have this thing that somebody just tells me and then I don't have to think about food anymore because you get so friggin' exhausted of the, from the food conversations and negotiations and fights and wars that go on in your head that you just, you're so desperate for it to stop that you just want somebody to say, here, do this. And then you, you think, okay, I'll do that. And then, then it'll be, I'll be, I'll, I'll be over. Yeah. Except that that's not how it works because when somebody tells you what you're supposed to eat, that's literally what causes that war, right? causes it it. really is causes the feelings of addiction yeah and not only that then when you can't follow the rules that are set by somebody else Mm -hmm. specifically for you there's more guilt there's more negative thinking there's more restriction and yeah the shame of of failure yeah it's endless fear Yeah. yeah it's a horrible horrible place to be and like we say, we can look back at it now and, and, and see the rules, but when you're in that place, it is so lonely as well. Right. Well, it's lonely 
And, and, and scary to think about, you know, when you live with the rules for so long, it's really scary to think about letting go of them as well, right? Because when you feel like you're addicted to food and you can't trust yourself and you need somebody else to tell you what you should and shouldn't be eating and that you have to control every morsel, the thought of not doing that anymore is, mm. it's terrifying, it, because it, you you have yourself convinced that the fact that you're controlling is the only thing that's keeping you from stopping, you know, eating all the things, yeah. except that it's actually the control that's making you do the eating all the things, right? So talk a little bit about, I know you said that your psoriasis is better since eliminating the rules, but what are some other things you've noticed um, just in, in terms of the way that you eat, like the, the things that you choose now, the way that you eat now and the, mm. the thoughts around food and all of that stuff, as you've been learning to, to loosen and lighten the, the rules. And I know you commented recently that, that you have noticed that there are still some rules there that sneak in some, but I also know that, you know, you've eliminated a lot of them and a lot of things have shifted for you. So can you talk a little bit about that? And, and just that the fear of the fear and the lack of trust you had when you started as well, because I know that there are a lot of people listening right now who are in that place thinking, no, no, I could never let go of the rules. I cannot. It's terrifying. You don't understand, Ronnie, what's going to happen if I dare stop trying to control. I can't be trusted. Maybe she can, but I can't. You don't know me. Like, so I know that there are people thinking those things right now as they listen to us. And so, you know, can you share a little about your experience with that and, and what's happened as you've kind of looked at that fear and challenged it a bit and moved through the process of just releasing rules? Yeah, um, I think the first thing that we need to say is there was a lot of email conversation between the two of us before I was able to work through any amount of fear and trust and even signing up to the program. Um, I threw so many what ifs at you and yeah but I do this and 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 you challenged me in the nicest possible way and the one the one thing that you said was how's it working for you Mm. how has it been working for you for the last few years how you know how are you feeling well that's the thing right because we have ourselves convinced that that the rules are helping and the attempts to control are helping but they don't because if they did, we wouldn't be doing the binging and the overeating and the caving all of the time and all of that stuff. If like, it doesn't matter how many rules you put on what you think you should or shouldn't be eating. The reality is you cannot stick to them. You're not sticking to them. It is not working because you're not sticking to them. Right. And so you have to look at it from the perspective of, is this getting me the outcome I want? Is what I'm doing stopping me from overeating? Is it stopping me from caving? Is it stopping me from binging? Is it getting me the outcome that I want? And the answer for you was? Absolutely not, no. (laughs) (laughs) No, it it really wasn't because, well, I wouldn't have found myself emailing you in the first place to start off with. Um, I wouldn't have even done the search to find find you and and thank goodness that I did. so the, the, the different choices that I'm making now most of the time um, are that when I, let's say I'm in the shop and we, I walk past the chocolate, I question, do I actually want to eat this? And mm-hmm. if the answer is, yeah, then I can have some. But I do find nine times out of 10, 
that I want a meal when I'm hungry. I want mm. a substantial meal that fills me up, that has, you know, some veggies, some carbs, some protein, like a mix of everything. Mm. Um, sometimes I have like a little buffet because I can't decide and that's okay as well. Mm. So I just have a bit of everything. Um, and I just, I know that that food makes me feel better. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the more nutritious food, if you like, makes me feel better. Having said that, I know that it's okay to have the chocolate, the crisps, mm. the cake. And if it's somebody's, I don't know, say somebody brings something into the office and I want to try it, I'm not going to deprive myself of that like I would have done once upon a time. Mm. Or, um, you know, I'm not going to sneak off into the kitchen and, and eat some while no one's looking. Mm. Uh, because that's something I used to do as well, because yeah. this, this, these rules became part of my identity. Yeah. They became part of who I who I was, who, how the outside world saw me. Mm. So if I was seen eating cake, that wouldn't work out very well for me. So I'd have to go off and sneak it, which would ultimately lead to a binge because it's full of the shame and everything. So that part of it is, is almost completely gone, um, Mm. which is amazing. But the food choices are just, I'm making choices that make me feel better. And whatever the food is, it doesn't really matter so long as I feel better. That's amazing. Love it. And the, you know, you've talked a little bit before about the mental energy that was expended from all of the rules and stuff as well. Right. And how much lighter that feels now. Yeah. So much lighter and so much more space to just think and, but think about real, you know, I'm not saying I'm not trying to make out that it's not real because it is a, a real, real time, horrible place to be but I've just got more time to do things that I really enjoy and I'm more present with my family, with my friends, because I'm not constantly thinking, oh, I'm trying to avoid food. I'm not constantly yeah. trying to avoid food. Yeah. Or judging yourself when you, when you feel like you screwed up or something. Yeah. And I, I know oh. that I, I harp about food rules a lot and, and this idea of just allowing ourselves to eat what, what we want. Um, but I do so because it's, <clears throat> excuse me, it's so vital. <laughs> it's so freaking important. It is such an important part of a quote, healthy lifestyle to just allow ourselves to eat what we want, right? Like there's this idea that following the rules, whatever the rules of, you know, whatever arbitrary diet or meal plan we're trying to follow, like we've been conditioned to believe that that's healthy. But, um, no, (laughs) if it's filling you with fear, if it's filling you with dread, if it's filling you with uh, anxiety and constant thoughts and obsessions around food and filling you with, you know, guilt and shame when you're done eating, if you've, you feel like you've eaten the wrong thing or something, if it's causing you to end up overeating or feel like you're addicted to food or, or binging, that's not healthy. It is significantly more healthy to have just a relaxed, eat what I want, when I want, you know, perspective around food that just allows for that trust and that calm and that knowing, that inner knowing that you have the ability to listen to your body and that your body really knows and has that ability to tell you, right? And will tell you when, once you eliminate the rules, that's when the the healthy part of it can actually start to to thrive because 
then you start to be able to listen to your body. If you're stuck in your head fighting with yourself over what you think you should and shouldn't be eating, first of all, um, hello, anxiety, but also you have no ability to figure out or even hear your body when it's trying to tell you what it wants. No, right. Exactly. You're just being driven by the, the restriction and the overeating and the binging that comes from the restriction. So the reason why I talk so much about food rules and, you know, just giving ourselves permission to eat what we want and learning to trust ourselves with food again is because they're really, it really is the key to eating healthy. Mm-hmm. Like that truly is the key to eating healthy. That's where it lies. Trust, right? Yeah, it is trust. And it's just, rem- for me, it's reminding myself that it's just food. Like it yeah. is just food. So long as, you know, you, you start off hungry and you're finished full, mm. you've done something good. I, I was um, out today and there was limited places for me to eat. So I picked up a sandwich, mm-hmm. which I would never have done in a million years. I didn't really fancy the sandwich, but it was the best of what was there. Yeah. I was hungry. I needed to eat. Mm-hmm. I ate it. I didn't feel bad because I didn't eat overeat. Mm-hmm. I was full after I finished and that's okay. Whereas before when I had all these rules, I'd have done one of two things. I'd either starve myself, mm. not healthy, or binged on every single thing that was in the shop because it's stuff that I would never, ever, ever, ever eat. Mm. Whereas today I just went, okay, I don't actually want this pastry or this cake or whatever. I just want something quick that's going to fill me up. Mm. So I took a sandwich. It had three slices of white bread and ham and cheese in it. Three things that I would never have had. And there was butter on the bread. So there's four <gasps> rules, right? Four that's rules, funny. okay? Yeah, white bread, processed, butter and cheese, really fattening and processed ham. Um, but I, I was hungry. Actually, I was really hungry. And I thought I'll just have half. And then I said, no, I'm still hungry. So I ate the lot. I was full after. Yeah. Ta-da. Problem solved. Sky didn't fall. You didn't get arrested. (laughs) Nobody died. (laughs) And I didn't need to think about it again. I actually congratulated myself. You didn't think about it and binge. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I congratulated myself that I made a pretty quick choice about food. It Um, was easy. It was really easy. And I I fulfilled my needs as a human being of eating yeah and that was fine that was it done amazing that reminds me of my toast story that I've told so often the day that I was yeah. making toast for breakfast and I you know I, I was because I was being bad and having the toast I was planning out all the things I was going to binge on the whole rest of the day until I finally went no yeah. wait a second like normal people have toast for breakfast like why is your why are you so bad for having toast and then all of a sudden magically I didn't really care about binging so much anymore and I just didn't and then I, I think, no, like, I think I ended up having a sandwich for lunch, like <gasps> bread twice in one day. Oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but magically I didn't end up binging that day. No. Right. I didn't so, today. Yeah, exactly. And, and so it is significantly healthier to have the sandwich and not oh, binge. Yeah. <laughs> Than it is to, to, oh, bread is bad and butter is bad and this is bad and processed is bad and blah, blah, blah is bad and whatever else. And then the end of the binge that ends up coming afterwards or to not eat it when you're starving Mm -hmm. because it's bad and then end up binging later anyway, because you ended up getting too hungry, right? Like either way ends up eventually resulting in a binge. Yeah. So there's no, there's no world in which there is a good outcome from from feeling like it's bad to have the sandwich and you can't have it. No, and and the one other thing that really 
well, two things that resonated with me. One, I kept checking in to see if I was full and I decided I wasn't full. So I had the rest of it. No guilt, like no shame. I was hungry. And the other thing was I was in a really beautiful place. I um, had some time to go off and go for a little walk. It was near a beach. It was beautiful. And I thought if I'd have had all those rules, I would have missed that entire experience. And what a beautiful experience to have missed. And that's one thing I've noticed by dropping these rules, doing the work mm. with the uh, with the academy, is that I have experienced so much more and got so much more out of simple things. Just a walk on the beach, and it was beautiful and it was peaceful and my mind wasn't racing and I was there, I was present, you know. And I could have lost all that over a cheese and ham sandwich. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So instead of planning what I was going to binge on, I was appreciating the simple things in life, a nice walk on the beach with the sea and enjoying my own belly and feeling good. Yeah. Yeah. That's that easy. That's it. Exactly. And then enjoying my own company, which I would never have been able to do before because I'd need to have been reassured that I was following the rules and I was doing the right thing. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I've so been there. I so remember those days. Yeah. Um, that's so good. Uh, thank mm. you for that because I know that I, I know that it's scary for a lot of people, as I said, when they start, you know, thinking about eliminating the rules. But it's it's so important. Like for me, at least, it was in order for me to be able to to start releasing the rules and and have have these shifts happen in my own world. I had to see very clearly for myself the damage that they were doing in my life. Yeah, like I had to see that. I had to see when I try to, to not eat this quote bad thing, or when I try to follow this particular rule, this is how it makes me feel. I feel, you know, dread. I feel shame. I feel fear. I feel all of these things. And when I feel that way, this is the behavior that ends up unfolding. I had to see that for me in, in kind of real time like that. Um, for me to even begin to be able to be like, okay, you know what, this is not working for me. And so I think that, you know, for a lot of people, it's important to hear that experience from other people so that they can kind of see that, that um, relationship happening in their own life as well. So thank you for joining me today and having this conversation. Um, Pleasure. Hoping that it will, hoping it'll resonate. uh, And I'm hoping you'll join me again soon for another conversation. (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you, Ronnie. Thanks. You've been listening to Being More with Ronnie Davis. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about embodied cognitive eating training and access free resources, visit www.ecet.online.